wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Must have spent 35, 45,000 up in Tiffany's. Oh no! Got a badass kids running around my whole crib like it's Chuck E. Cheese. one of us can agree on is that R&B music was a billion times better. Not when they were popping pills, but when they were snorting cocaine. Shout out to Silk Sonic, by the way. Album comes out Friday. Make sure y'all check that out. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weed. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And use your heads and think about how the holidays are upon you and how whenever there is a family gathering, which is becoming more and more frequently, frequent rather, as we pull ourselves out of the dumdrums, also known as the pandemic, there's going to be that cousin coming home from college Maybe that uncle you haven't seen in a few years because he lives on the other side of the uh, world or the country. Maybe you got a little cousin here, a little cousin there. The bottom line is the best way to make sure that you have gifts for each and everybody while simultaneously supporting your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis is by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and picking up an official Chair Shot t-shirt. They don't even have to know shit about wrestling. You remember when the Bullet Club shirts were in Hot Topic and everybody went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over them, not even realizing it had anything to do with wrestling? They thought of some shit about guns. Well, that's kind of how our shirts are. They're multifaceted, multidimensional, and super ambiguous. So you're going to wear it. You're going to wear it out. You're going to get yourselves over. And you're going to get over with your family. Because you can lie and tell them it's some shit that it ain't even about. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Make sure Cousin Eddie got something to wear. Make sure Aunt Flo got something to sleep in. Make sure uh, Cousin Junebug from college got something to go back and go out to the bars to and smash. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember the chair shot.com. We are not just a website. We're a movement, folks. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by your commissioner, Mr. PC Tunney. Ray Cash is on assignment. He might pop in, do a little run-in. That'd be cool. But until time, since we ain't weaving, we're doing a little pick and roll here. So, Tunny, greetings and salutations. Salutations and greetings, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everybody. Three Man Weave right here at Chairshot Radio Network. Yeah, we got a few things to talk about tonight, right, Chris? A few sports topics. 
Well, of course. And I mean, the funny thing is, man, things are really going to get hot as fish grease coming up because we've got a lot going on. We're going to do a lot of NFL talk today, but we've got the NFL. The NBA is going to start heating up here eventually. College football. We've got some polls and shit like that coming out. That's going to get interesting. And the kids are playing basketball again. College basketball officially started last night as we record this on a Wednesday evening. Hockey as well. So there's a lot going on in the sports world. We're going to be pretty NFL-centric this show, but you know what to expect between the dynamic duo now, don't they? Well, of course. And I mean, of course they would expect, though, that the fact that we would go ahead and check out stress-free chicken dinners with five ingredients or less, Chris. Are you excited or what? (laughs) Number one, that's fucking possible. There's no such thing as a stress-free chicken dinner. Maybe the chicken is stress-free? I'm not sure. What, what? They talked real nice to it before they chopped its head off? Bark, 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 bark. I'm just saying, man, because when you cook chicken, number one, you got to wash the melon farmer. You got to singe off and pick off all the feathers. You got to trim the fat. And then when you finally get done with the meal, once the meal is actually prepared to be cooked and then after it's cooked, guess what? You got to disinfect every fucking thing. So you got to make your bleach water and have your your disinfected wipes and all that. It's not stress-free. It's rather tedious, and it's a big fucking deal. And I hate it because I love so much chicken. I know, I know, stereotype. But I fucking love chicken, and it pisses me off. I got to go through this whole production every time I just want to have some fucking yard bird, man. So how are you going to eliminate my stress in this endeavor? How in... God's name, are you going to eliminate my stress, sir? Honestly, as I'm going through this now, they're not they're making me hit another link to get the entire recipe, even though it's less than five ingredients. So this whole process has been unbelievably not stress-free. It's all a sham, Tony. The whole goddamn thing is a sham. Well, I mean, I could go in here, then I gotta click click the recipe. So then I go to the recipe, then I got a whole other thing. I gotta read this whole damn thing. And then it's just a lemon and a thing and the other thing. And we could have put that on the other thing so I didn't have to click over to this thing. So we just wasted like three to five minutes. Yeah, not that much time at all, really. Although cast iron barbecue chicken pizza looks pretty good. Looks like you need to get yourself a pizza, some red onions, some chicken, and some barbecue sauce. That's four ingredients. There you go. That sounds pretty stress-free, right? Throw it in a cast iron. Throw it on the oven. Put a put a lid on it. What do you think? A pizza has four ingredients by itself, man. You need dough, cheese, sauce, and toppings. Well, I'm saying you, you, just go, you just go buy a pizza. So you're basically just dressing up a frozen pizza or something, you know? Mm, I guess. What else you got? Uh, let's see what we got here. Riveting podcasting, by the way teriyaki chicken skewers well that's just kind of a no-brainer yeah not stress-free though because you also got to blend the teriyaki sauce and you got to go buy fucking skewers who has skewers on deck i mean i do because i'm a griller but not everybody does have you ever tried your state's best cheesecake i don't eat cheesecake so that would be a no that's very sad life you live and it's gonna be a very long one too because i avoid bullshit like that all right well i closed the link so that one didn't fucking work out for us so well did it 
assuming the booze doesn't take me out. But no, that didn't uh, work out well at all, actually. All right, well then let's just go to commercial. We can do that. Wait, hold on, let me check. Oh yeah, plenty. Of, we've we've wasted just enough time to go to commercial, folks. You're listening to Three Man Weave on the Chairshot Radio Network, presented by thechairshot.com. We also encourage you to visit prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. We shall return shortly. I guarantee it. Please come back. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, Mr. Platt, let's talk the big news in the NFL right now. We are awaiting to see where Odell Beckham Jr. will end up playing football for the rest of this season. He was released by the Cleveland Browns after they could not complete a trade prior to the trade deadline. they got to be looking back thinking right now they should have just took what the Saints were offering right before the deadline. The Saints, the Packers... The Seahawks and the Chiefs are the four big names I'm hearing. What do you think about this? Do you think he can add to a team? Do you think he's washed? Do you think it was just the struggles in the offense and with him and Baker Mayfield? What do you see happening with OBJ with whatever team he signs, Chris? You know, Tony, I feel like I don't even feel like it. It just is what it is. I was in denial. And the reason I was in denial is because as a native Clevelander, it's so rare that a Cleveland sports franchise is able to get an athlete of that caliber. And I really, 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 really wanted it to work out. But hey, it didn't work out. It's kind of like a relationship. I mean, there's there's culpability on all sides. Ultimately, I don't think it was anybody's fault, per se. The shit just didn't work out. So I wish Odell well, you know, wherever his uh, path may take him. And, I mean, you saw how well that the the team responded on Sunday against, a, to be fair, against a, a suspect Cincinnati team, which is also a division game. But, I mean, all in all, that might be the best game I've seen them play in the past two years from on both sides of the ball, offense and the defense showed up. I mean, it, it's the first time in two years the defense has been fully stocked and healthy, and you saw they 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 have playmakers. Um, going back to Odell, I don't know. I I haven't been able to see any news today. My first thought was Seattle because Russ wanted him. He makes a lot of sense in Kansas City. Hell, he makes a lot of sense in Green Bay as well. I'm just glad he's not going to Baltimore, and apparently they don't have the cap space, so, you know, that's cool for me. But uh, I, I think he can still contribute, you know. Big thing, he's not healthy right now. He hasn't been healthy all year, but I think he could still contribute to a team. I mean, all you need to do is have him just go deep. Just go deep, and we'll throw it to you, whether it's Russ or McHomie or even uh, Mr. Rogers in his neighborhood. But as a Packers fan, man, what do you think about adding Odell to your team? You know, a lot of people have brought the thing up about him in the locker room and, and, and what if he doesn't get the ball and things of that nature. I I just, as far as the Packers go, I think, and, and, and Patrick O'Dell brought this up, why would you want him on the Packers? You know, I don't think people understand how 
underwhelming Alan Lazard and Marquez Valdez Scandling are. They yeah, does Scantling get open deep sometimes? Sure. It's called Devontae Adams is on the field. Uh, Robert Tunyon's kind of come on. You have to uh, account for Aaron Jones out of the backfield, and it's Aaron fucking Rodgers throwing the ball, right? Does Lazard benefit from that stuff? Sure. No one's double covering Randall Cobb, right? Like, great. I have one more guy that, you know, Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball to for seven yards, basically. Like, look at his yards per catch and his his, his rack, his run after catch. It's it's not great. He's not, uh, you know, early 2010s Randall Cobb. He's just not. I'm glad he's back on the team from what I've seen. Yes. Okay. Robert Tunyon is also out now for the year. So Mercedes Lewis is our biggest weapon at tight end right now offensively, right? So I'll take any uh, additional offensive weapon I can get, even if it just means that every once in a great while he gets double covered because he's still OBJ. And don't think that Aaron Rodgers can't throw him open. Like he throws open everybody else. And that's why his short list is, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. You know, Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, they can't throw you open as well as Aaron Rodgers can on schedule, but they can create enough time where you can get open on your second or third cut, and they still have the rifle and accuracy to get you the ball, right? New Orleans is a Sean Payton thing. I'm sure he believes that one of the quarterbacks down there will be able to get him the ball. He can go wherever the hell he wants next year because he's basically going to be a free agent at the end of the season again, unless he decides to stay with one team and they sign him, you know, for multiple years here coming up, which is interesting. So my big question is, though, not as a Packer fan, but as an, an NFL football fan, he cleared waivers yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. That's Tuesday. We're recording Wednesday late afternoon um he cleared waivers tuesday we're recording wednesday late afternoon he, he cleared waivers tuesday we're recording late afternoon wednesday and he's still not on a team does that tell you anything do you take anything from that or is this just the process like because i know if i'm od obj and if i'm a team that wants him. I'm pretty sure I could have brought him in Tuesday night and had him at practice today. A couple things. Number one, I want to double back to something that you said earlier in regards to uh, Patrick O'Dowd. Shout out to Patrick O'Dowd and the Bandwagon Nerds. Make sure y'all check that out right yeah, here on the Chairshot Radio Network. Great season, show. Season three Great show. Uh, premiere. Season three premiere this Monday morning right there on Chairshot Radio Network. You heard the man. I think that rumors of him being a locker room cancer, I think they're greatly exaggerated. I can't speak on the time in New York because that wasn't my team, so I didn't really pay that close attention to it. But, I mean, he was here three years in Cleveland. First year, the head coach was Freddie Soup Kitchens. Give me a break, okay? That's a mulligan. Second year, he gets hurt midway through the season. This year, this offseason, he busts his ass to get back out onto the field to try to help the team, and he's clearly not healthy. It's just what it is, which leads into my second point. I don't know. I don't have any insider knowledge or anything. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know if he's going to be able to clear a physical with with other teams. I, I just don't know because I don't know. Not only is that leg not healthy, he's also had he banged up his shoulder, you know, playing this season. So I don't know physically if he'll be able to pass a physical. And I think that's why a lot of people are hesitant because they don't know whether or not he's damaged goods. I think that's where the hesitancy comes in. 
not so much him being a head case. Because, I mean, think about it like this, man. The 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 reason why Cleveland went sour is because Cleveland thus far this season is underachieved. If they were still winning, winning cures everything. So if they were still winning football games, if they had a 7-2 or a 6-3 and three record, this probably wouldn't even be a thing. But the fact that, you know, leading to the into the week where he was cut, they were only four and four and kind of reeling and coming off a horrible loss to an anemic Steelers team. I, I think that's the bigger issue here. Yeah, I'm just strolling here through uh, social media and, you know, different uh, sports media outlets. And there's no news here as we're recording 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone here Wednesday evening. You're listening on ChairShot Radio Network and thechairshot.com Thursday morning. Um, I, I wonder if a deal gets done tonight. It's interesting because you'd think it would have to get done tonight if he wanted to play this week. I don't think he's looking to play this week, maybe. I don't think he could play this week. It's too late in the week. You know what I mean? To try to learn an offensive scheme well, well enough where you can be a factor on the field. I, yeah, but that's a position where you don't necessarily – I mean, like the quarterback can basically just tell him the route to run or you're blocking, we're running the football, like, you know – you don't. He can be in there on plays enough where on passing downs or or a simple run blocking play. You know what I mean? As receiver, it's not like he's the running back or or the lineman or you know the tight end who has to block or 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 receive. He's just. I mean, a receiver's blocking pattern is not necessarily that complex for most running plays. You know. So gun to your head, where do you think he, Odell ends up? Seattle. I think Pete Carroll already yeah, put, put the word out. I think Russell as well. I think that they know he's not going to play this week, which is fine. They'll, they'll get him in next week and get him going. He'll have limited plays the first week with select routes, and then they'll just kind of integrate him in. I, I would love to see him in Green Bay. I think he'd be successful there. I think it'd be more struggles for him mentally and statistically if he went to Kansas City because I don't see that team getting back on track offensively this year. I think he'd make a difference in New Orleans because I think Trevor Simeon is actually going to settle in and be a pretty darn good quarterback for them the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm with you, though. I think Seattle makes the most sense for both parties. Number one, if he's in Seattle, all he has to do is just go long. And, I mean, Russell Wilson, he's not Aaron Rodgers in terms of throwing people open. But God damn it, does he have a pretty deep ball? And if you're Seattle, you're three and five, not out of the playoff contention. You just got Russ back. You know your defense is hot garbage. So the only way you're going to have an opportunity to stay in this Melon Farmer is by outscoring teams. So why not load up on firepower? You got Metcalf, who's a future star in the making. I forgot the other receiver, but he's pretty good too. And then you add Odell to that mix. Just Odell, go Ty deep. That's Tyler all they got to do. So I think that makes the most sense. Tyler Lockett. Thank you. I apologize, Tyler, because you're a dog, too. But, yeah, Odell, just go deep, and we'll throw it to you three to five times a game and see what happens, you know? Well, when you have a guy – when you, if you would have those three receivers and David Moore and then you'd have guys in the backfield like uh, Wilson and, and, and Carson, the problem there is they don't have an offensive line. Like, legitimately the best place for, for Beckham Jr. to go, if he wants to be the number one, if that's his main thing, he wants to be number one receiver no matter what, then he wants to go to – New Orleans. If he wants to go to a place where he can actually contribute and and 
come in and be the starting number two receiver and have probably the best quarterback for him, I think that's Green Bay. Yeah, but y'all got a lot of shit going on there too. Do you want to introduce that into your locker room? I'm not. I don't necessarily think he's combustible, but again, y'all got a lot of shit going on right now, man. Listen, sounds like a great headline to move on from all the Aaron Rodgers COVID bullshit. Touche. Yeah, touche. Uh, sleight of hand, huh? Get him talking about something else while Aaron sneaks back in. And Jesus Christ, Tony Mercedes what? Lewis. He's still in the league. Yeah, he's still catching passes. It's one of it's the old it's the old oh your arm hurts and then you stomp on their foot. You know, arm don't hurt as much anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that would be interesting because I mean Odell and and Aaron Odell and either three of these quarterbacks. We're going to leave uh, Trevor Simeon out of here. No disrespect, but he's not on the level of the other three guys. It's a terrifying proposition. We just don't know how much he has left in the tank. We'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see whether or not uh, me uh, accounting for the amount of time it's taking for him to get signed means anything at all. And and if he if and when he gets signed, I guess we'll we'll find out what kind of quarterback and team and offense he ends up with. I think the New Orleans thing you bring up a good point. He, but it, he'd be going there for Sean Payton, a team that already wanted him, showed mm-hmm. them they wanted him, right? And he'd be the number one guy. Hometown and, too, though. Right. Hometown he, too, though. We can't he, discount that. Right. And he'd be the number one guy. You know what I mean? Michael Thomas is out for the year. And then maybe they'd, they'd have a, a dynamic duo next year. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, should we move on and talk about this next upcoming NFL Week 10? Yeah, just real quick, man. Just put a bow on everything. Shout sure. out to Odell. I, I know there were a lot of clowns in Cleveland. I saw a lot of them online burning your jersey and shit like that. Get over yourselves, man. Y'all got to relax. <laughs> they took a shot. It didn't work out. Everybody moved on. So I wish him well. All right, NFL Week 10. Platt, it's Week 10 already. So we're officially more than halfway through the season. On the bye this week, the Chicago Bears, the Cincinnati Bengals, the New York Giants, and the Houston Texans. Your Thursday night game. Ray, where are you, my brother? Ravens traveling to Miami to take on the Fish. P.H. Fish. Ravens. Favored by seven and a half in this game on the road. Mr. Platypus. Is it greetings and adios with a W for the Ravens on their way back to Baltimore out of Miami? I think so. I mean, number one, it's week 10. And do you have any idea what's going on this season? Because I sure the hell don't. Yeah, I'm starting to get a grasp on what's happening here this season. I think it's uh, we're, we're, we're adjusting to the no what I mean, there was what? There was was there preseason or no? There was two preseason. They had games? I think they played two games. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. And a lot yeah. of the people didn't play at all. There were seventeen games. I I don't know. I'm adjusting to that. If I had to just look at this game, I think there's no way the Dolphins can hang with the Ravens offensively. That's just my opinion. Tua has a fucked up hand. He is likely to play now. So I'm going to stick with the Ravens and a Lamar Jackson who continues to mature into what could not only be an MVP quarterback, but, but in the near future, maybe even the nearest of futures, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Depends on that. Defense. I mean, he's got to be the, he's got to be the leader in the clubhouse for MVP at this point, right? Uh, that's hard to say. Except him. for maybe, 
Kyler, I, you, you got to kind of throw Aaron Rodgers out there as well because Kyler of, Murray, we, we, Aaron because Rodgers, because addition or yeah, yeah, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, or, Matt Stafford, um, Cooper yeah, Cup. Did you see Sunday Night? Cooper Cup. Did well. Listen, I, I love Matt, but did you see Sunday Night? He literally well, cost him that game. Sure, he gave that, he gave so, Tennessee fourteen right, points. But then I'd put Cooper Cup in there, their receiver, who has just been amazing this year. He's he's been killing it, but it, as much as it pains me to say this, and it's not even that I hate this team, I don't really sports hate any any team. It's just that our our brethren Ray Cash <laughs> is so insufferable sure. with his Browns hate that it, it it just makes me not want to say anything nice about this team. But I kind of think that everybody's sleeping on the Ravens, and I get why because they've had a lot of games that they've come back from and they've been down big in these games, but they win. And it's all about Lamar. He finds a way to win. You're never out of a game when you have Lamar. I think he's that special type of talent that that LeBron, that Steph Curry, that Michael Jordan, that Brady. Like if you have them on the field, you have an opportunity to win in, until the gun sounds. And I, I don't think people are giving the Raiders enough love, especially considering what they've been doing with the injuries that they sustained even before the season started. But I mean. They've got to be at this particular point in time considered the class of the AFC because it seems like everybody else is everybody else got some shit going on right now, and they just continue to get it done by hook or by crook. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's move on. Let's move on to the noon games: Jaguars at Colts. How about the Jags going in there and, and getting a big victory last week? Y'all, I keep telling you, Melon Farmers, man, there is not that much separation between Josh Allen Big time. and Baker Mayfield. Big time. That is a lot not. closer comparison than y'all want to give credit to, man. Nine to six victory over the Bills. What the fuck's going on with the Bills? So, oh, so you're just going to totally ignore or act like you didn't hear what I just said? Okay, cool. That's what we're doing. You you what what can you say, man? They just put two field goals up against the fucking Urban Meyer led Jaguars. Well, shout out to Herb. Isn't he like two and one since uh the butt bowl? Is he? I think so, because they won in London and then they just won again. And this was all post butt bowl, i.e. when he put the finger in the booty at the club. I I guess so. Maybe he should. Maybe uh, Stefanski need to stick his finger up some bitch ass, oh, man. Get boy. the Browns wow. back on track. Shit. All right. That's some LT <laughs> bullshit, man. You know, Kids Lawrence, Lawrence, Ta- Lawrence Taylor sit. used to have the, uh, like, uh, food, uh, like, spicy food and hookers sent to the uh, visiting team players' hotel rooms. A team's locker, yeah. While, while he was having uh, seven gram rocks of cracks into his hotel, oh, but that's neither here nor there. Brother. Wow. <laughs> 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 All right, who cares? What, what did I say that was uh, no, in, you're factual? Fine. You're fine. You're fine. Jaguars Colts <laughs> this week, though. We're talking Jaguars Colts. Uh, does Urban Meyer win again, or or is Carson Wentz and Frank Reich on to something here in Indy? I mean, can you at any point in time say Herb is going to win a game? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they won, but I got to go Indy here. Plus, they're holding on by a thread anyway in the AFC. They need this win. All right. All right, I agree. Indy wins here. They're given ten and a half. They're they're favored by ten and a half. Let's move on. The Falcons, who are putting together a little win streak, are taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who struggled against the Denver Broncos mightily last week. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos, I have a little stat for you guys. But first, 
I'd like to play this clip from The Simpsons from 1996. Telegram! Project Arcturus couldn't have succeeded without you. This will get you a little closer to that dream of yours. It's not the Dallas Cowboys, but it's a start. Drop me a line if you're on the East Coast. Hank Scorpio. Oh, the Denver Broncos! I think owning the Denver Broncos is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, explain to me why it isn't. <sighs> you just don't understand football, Marge. Okay, so, as hilarious as that skit is, and if you've never watched The Simpsons, you can go ahead and check them out on Disney+, and you can find that episode and check it out, and Hank Scorpio and all the rest of that is hilarious. But, in 1995, the Dallas Cowboys played the Denver Broncos, and the Dallas Cowboys beat the Denver Broncos in 1995. That monologue and skit from The Simpsons aired in 1996. Since that episode has aired in 1996, the Denver Broncos are 7-0 against the Dallas Cowboys. Since Homer Simpson has become the owner of the Denver Broncos, they have never lost to the Dallas Cowboys. And last week, if we would have known that before that game happened, we would have bet the farm that the Denver Broncos would have whooped the, Cow the Cowboys' ass just like they did. So, Chris, that's one of the most interesting pop culture and NFL stats I've ever heard in my life. And I heard that driving into work this morning and I thought I got to find the clip and I got to play it. Once we start talking about either the Dallas Cowboys or the Denver Broncos. That's a good stat. Shout out to you and shout out to Homer Simpson and shout out to Homer Simpson for getting John Elway out the paint as well. I mean, the Broncos are still in this thing too. So Homer, maybe y'all need to check out and see what's going on with Odell. I'm so, not saying, I'm just saying. So just to clarify Homer's disgust, uh, in 1996, the Denver Broncos had not yet won back-to-back -back Super Bowls, so it was much less, uh, you know, enticing, intriguing, and, and, and you know, overall gloriously looking franchise as opposed to the Dallas Cowboys, who are coming off of and about to win another Super Bowl. So uh, speaking of modern-day times, do you think the Cowboys get it done this week, or is it another bad game as the Falcons are on a really nice roll here? I'm going to tell you exactly how this game's going to go. The Falcons are going to jump out to a big lead. It's probably going to be like 24-7 to 7 or some shit like that. But somehow, some way, as only the Falcons can, they are going to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Matt Ryan's going to have one of those shaky throws where it's like, or one of those shaky turnovers or something. And, it, yeah, it, it's going to be a mess. The Dallas Cowboys are going to pull this out somehow, some way. I'm rolling my eyes because I'm looking at their schedule, and I see a path for the Atlanta Falcons to play in the playoffs. So, on one hand, I'm rolling my eyes. On the other hand, maybe I should cheer for them to make the playoffs so then I can bet against them and, as you say, bet the farm and win a little bit of money. So, yeah, go Falcons! But, no, they're going to lose this game. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow this game. Uh, take the points at the very least, folks, but the money line is probably more intriguing if you're looking to make some heading into the holiday season. Enhance the, the kids' Christmas presents a little bit. Take the money line. Atlanta wins on the road in Dallas this week. Mike McCarthy, the new punching bag fodder for talk radio on the sports side. Bucks, the Belay Bucks heading to... Uh, 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 consigliere attitude of aggression, Dave Ungar's Washington football team. 
Washington, the Bucks are favored by nine and a half. Does Washington have a chance this weekend? Take the points. They're going to win by 14. Take the goddamn points, man. Lay the points. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. You're saying, come on, man. Buc- you, 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 you didn't even believe it as you were saying it. You couldn't even say it with a straight face. You started Buccane- smirking. Well, Buccaneers win, you say. Give the points. Give the points and take the Buccaneers and give the points. Yeah. All right. That's your Christmas money right there. That's little Jenny's right. uh, Tickle Me Elmo or whatever the fuck the kids are into this day these days. How about have you ever have you ever uh, met Mickle Me Telmore? God no. Oh, me neither. And I hope not to. Yeah, right. Saints at Titans. Yeah, yeah I don't. Me neither. I don't plan on going back to jail, Tony. Yeah, never. <laughs> never open that stall door. I never. Don't even know who the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Uh, Saints Titans. What are we talking about? Saints Titans. Uh, Saints Titans. Man, the Titans looked good last week without Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's fool's gold, though. You know that Matthew Stafford literally gave him fourteen points. Uh, did Did you watch any of this game? Um, no. Okay, so okay, the second quarter, the Rams are backed up on their two or three yard line. Matthew Stafford's in the end zone. It's about to go for a safety. He inexplicably, and easy for me to say, throws the goddamn ball while oh, he's in the Oh, I see grass. the highlight of that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was bad. He did a Carson yeah. Wentz from the week before. And then the very next time the Falcons were on off, or excuse me, the Rams were on offense, the Falcons, because it was some Matt Ryan type shit, he threw a pick six right to the guy. Somewhere Game Jared, over right then and there. Somewhere Jared Goff is saying, ah, take that, Sean McVay. Pretty much. Um, but it's in Tennessee, though, right? Tennessee. Ah, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, because I hate Ryan. I don't hate Ryan Tannehill. I just don't Tennessee. believe in him. And without Derrick Henry, you want to do it again? Go for it. Lord, allow me to drink some more. But <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. All right. I'm not. I'm, you whoa, whoa, You talked up uh, your man, uh, symbiotic, all pre-show during the show, and now you don't even have the balls to take him on the road versus a, a flawed Titans team with Sean Payton. Tennessee. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, Steelers hosting the Detroit Nika. I mean Lions. Um, and Dan Campbell, the uh, like a talk show host's uh, favorite head coach right now. Steelers favored, given nine points here. The favorites. Lions have any chance at this game? I don't know. The Steelers are a team that can't score, but they have really good offensive weapons, and then they just played in a really good game in a shootout against the Bears. We're missing players on defense. I, do you want to talk about this, Chris, or do you want me to just play the clip? Please play the clip. Well, while he's trying to find the clip, uh, shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's kind of hard to win a game if you're Chicago when it's like 15 on one. Not only did the Steelers have 11 players on the field, they oh, also had the three the officials in their back pocket. Yeah. Let's talk about that before, Come on, I, play man, you saw when before the... I play the clip. You're talking about okay, the sack okay. on third down that would have caused them to, and then they end up kicking the field goal or something. The, the white guy with the tattoos did the karate kick, and then he bumped the official, bumped his ass and everything. You remember that? Yeah, the motherfucker, he stuck his ass out so that he would run into the player and then throws the goddamn flag. He said he, called on, a, he said he threw the flag because he walked towards the bench and was taunting the bench. But you can't call no, that th- at those that are point two in the different, game. Those are two different 
play. Those are two separate plays. No, this the is ones the same that, the, one. Those are, the same one. He no, had the those two separate no, no. plays, man. He had the sack. He had the sack. Mm-hmm. He did the karate mm-hmm. kick. And then mm-hmm. everybody but Rokon Smith walked away, and he kept walking towards the sideline of the opposite team as the punter came out. So he thought he was trash-talking the punter in the sideline. Mm-hmm. No, there's those are two separate plays. There's also a play where a Bears player was running by an official. The official literally tooted his ass out. The player ran into no, him. No, it's not. And they threw the it's play. the same play because after he turned around from walking towards the sideline, he came back and passed the official, and the official stuck his ass out. He bumped into him, and then he threw the flag. And then the next day, the official said he didn't throw the flag because he ran into him. He threw the flag after he went past him because he was taunting the sideline. Same play. Either way, it was a bullshit call. Oh, I agree. But you had the the refs against them. I I didn't get to Matt Nagy, who was also uh, playing against the or coaching against the Chicago Bears <laughs> as well, and that anemic ass defense. After Justin Fields, God bless Justin Fields, best game I've seen him play thus far. Went down, gave his team the lead, and it was like pitch and catch. Like the 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 the, def- the Bears defense act like they didn't even want to win the game. So it, it's kind of hard to win a game when it's like twenty to one. And the only one was Justin Fields, and he's the rookie. So that's kind of difficult. The Steelers, I don't know how they keep winning these fucking games. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. Mike like, Tomlin, they're fucking yeah, trash. Word. Ben Roethlisberger, the Statue of Liberty has more mobility Listen, than Ben Roethlisberger at this point. Uh, Najee Harris is one hell of a running back for just in general and, and one exceptional rookie running back at that. That's true, and and Watt is is awesome, and Mika Fitzpatrick is awesome on defense as so, well. Um, let me ask you this: What's the odds? What what what's the money line that the Lions don't win a game this season? I'm looking at that. Oh, you gotta you gotta have to check out. Hey, uh, I don't know. Why don't you find Steve Cook at Steve Cook eighty four? I believe on Twitter and uh, see if he's got the odds for you because he's always putting up them betting odds. Yeah, because I don't see a scenario where they win a game this year. I really don't. They're that uh, horrible. I think they'll get hungry enough one game where they actually win a game. Uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down, all right? And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before before long, we're going to be the last one standing. So I think Chris and I both say Steelers by double digits this weekend. Yeah, how about you take that energy and figure out how to get into the end zone instead of biting Mellon Farmer's <laughs> kneecaps? That's not how the game is played, sir. Uh, <laughs> all right. The struggling Bills will head to New York to face the Jets, the woeful, woeful Jets. Bills are favored by nearly two touchdowns on the road, Platt. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I got the Bills out as far as the point. Yeah, go with the points, man. The Bills beat up on bad teams. Yes, take the Bills, take the points, yeah. All right, Bills Bills going to cover two touchdowns, he says this weekend. I think they retribution there. The final noon game we haven't talked about, the Cleveland Browns heading to the New England Patriots. Not much of a line on this game. The Patriots are slightly favored. Platt, talk to me about your Cleveland Browns. Chubb has the Rona, man. 
so I don't even know if he's going to be able to play. I, I believe he's vaccinated, and it's some weird shit where, okay, if you're vaccinated, they'll let you play or some goofy shit. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The bottom line is Chubb has the Rona. No Chubb. I don't know if um, my man – oh, shit, what's my man's name? The other running back, the one that just be trucking everybody. Kareem Hunt. The Swiss Army Knife. Yes, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. He might – He Kareem Hunt, thank you. He might be back. I don't know. Without those two guys, I don't know if they have much of a chance against the Patriots. Dearness it's a Johnson very good defense. has been running pretty good for you. Yeah, that one game. Well, I'm just saying. Me too. This is tough, man, because I feel like they need this win because they need to string together a few wins before they have those back-to-back games versus Baltimore. But I feel at the same time that the Patriots are really starting to catch their stride as well. And these teams are very similar. You know, the quarterbacks are a little sus. They both run the ball well. Defenses show up. In Foxborough, Cleveland ain't won in Foxborough in 30 years. I got I got to take the pats on this one, man. Oh and no Chubb and no Hunt. I got to take the pats, man. Every time you do this, Browns go ahead in New England. They show you the difference between a playoff team in the Browns and a not a playoff team in the Patriots this season. Take the Browns. All right, let's move on to the afternoon games. We're going to run through a couple of these pretty quickly. Panthers heading to Arizona. Highly doubtful that the Arizona Cardinals uh, don't win at home. Correct, Chris? Correct. Is Murray back? I believe he is. I think they can win even without Murray. Colt McCoy is very, very capable. Sam Darnold hasn't been playing well at all. Plus, you talk about the travel from East Coast to West Coast. Speaking about is he still in the league? When I saw that last week, I'm like, well, Murley, Murray's out. Who the hell's their quarterback? They said, and Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy the fuck? Colt, Colt still, McCoy Colt, was in Cleveland when I was in Cleveland. And I ain't been in Cleveland in 10 years, man. A, a, a guy with a name like Colt McCoy needs to be fighting and uh, gunslinging out in the West. And that's exactly where he is. He's, he's fighting and gunslinging right out there in the West. Let's move along. The Minnesota Vikings uh, head to... L.A., sorry, I had to pause there to not say San Diego, Chargers. Chargers looking better. Herbert having some sophomore struggles as expected. That team kind of rounding in offensively. Uh, Troubles off the field for Dalvin Cook. This Minnesota Viking team struggling here and there. Five and three Chargers, I think, get it done at home against the three and five Vikings. Chris? I know Cook got a lot of shit going on, but is he playing? He's playing. Okay. Chargers can't stop you and I, Tony, rushing the football. Take the Vikings. This is your upset lock of the week. All right. Uh, Eagles, another another little trip here heading to Denver. Denver coming off that big win against Dallas. Has Denver figured it out enough to stop another big offensive threat quarterback in Jalen Hurts at home, the Broncos at home? I would say so. I'm disappointed in the Eagles. I thought they'd have a better showing versus I was about to say San Diego versus the Chargers last week. So I'm I'm done with them. I'm not going to pick them again for the rest of the year. They could be playing uh the Ohio State University. It doesn't matter. I'm not picking them. I'm I'll, not. T- I'll tell I'm you out. right I'll tell you right now. If Aaron Rodgers would have got dealt to Denver, they would have been the most dominant team this year. Von Miller wouldn't have gotten traded. Think about Aaron Rodgers with Melvin Gordon and the rookie Javante Williams in the backfield, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick on the outside, Noah Fant. That team has offensive weapons right up the you-know-what hole, and Teddy Bridgewater is actually showing how how good he actually can be. The guy we thought Minnesota was so excited about right before he had the gruesome injury. So 
Yeah, I like the Broncos at home as well. The last 3 o'clock game, Russell and Aaron in Green Bay. Platt, either team could have Odell Beckham Jr. on their sideline. This should be an interesting <laughs> – it's always an interesting game when the Packers and Seahawks get together. Many of regular season games, many of playoff games between these quarterbacks, it's, it's just always uh, – they've been two of the mainstays at the top of the NFC for – a decade. See, this is tough because we're recording on Wednesday. It goes up on Thursday. We have no idea well, if let's, Mr. Discount let's Double Check is going to play. Let's assume. Let's assume that Russell's back. We know that he's been at practice, mm-hmm. and Aaron Rodgers has been completely involved in game planning and practice, and and he's been on and watching everything. They said if he's cleared, he's playing. So let's just say we'll predict this game as if. Both quarterbacks are playing. Russell at practice cleared back to play, and Aaron gets cleared Saturday, goes through the walkthrough, works out Sunday morning, and and we have this game at Lambeau Field, 3.30, which I think helps, actually, if Aaron's just coming back because he can work out in the morning. You know, he can get out to Lambeau around 8.30 and get some timing, get some things down after the walkthrough Saturday and some throws, so he's got two days, and then he's got, you know, the afternoon to eat some lunch and then go into his regular routine for an afternoon game. So I think that helps that it's not a noon game. I don't know. It, this game's going to be close no matter what. I, I would – what's the, the – the Packers are minus three. So that Vegas is telling you that they think Aaron Rodgers is going to play. What's um what's the weather going to be like? Do you know? The weather is going to be, ooh, 38 with a chance for snow. Let me get some more details as you start to, you know, assess this matchup. So I, I wasn't thinking snow, but as far as Seattle's defense goes, <clears throat> you can't stop the rain. You can't stop the rain. No, when it starts to pour, when it starts to pour. No way in hell if Aaron Rodgers plays that Seattle has a chance of stopping Green Bay enough to win this game. Is don't. Well, let me ask you though, what did you think about Jordan Love's performance at uh, at Kansas City on Sunday? Because I think he's getting a lot of undue flack. Number one, it was kind of unfair that he didn't realize he was going to start till probably about midweek. But the young man showed flashes. Like I saw the talent. He made a couple plays. Yeah, he, he made that big play to um um your man downfield. Dig not digs um uh uh oh Cobb uh, Te- Tex Cobb. I, I know his name's Randall. Randall. I know his name's Randall. I, I, I just want to say text. But he made that big play. Like, the, the, the kid showed some promise. He's not ready for prime time quite yet, but I, I don't think that it's it should be a referendum on him coming out of this game. What did you think as a fan? He I'll ain't give, Aaron. I'll give you seven words. You ready? He's our most capable backup in years since um what's the guy that couldn't play for anybody but y'all flint Flint. Flint. well yeah that's the thing about flint yeah (laughs) guy threw six (laughs) touchdowns in one game yeah flint would have 500 yards in spot duty for the green bay packers and then go somewhere as a free agent get a gazillion dollars and wouldn't throw for 500 yards all season for, with the other team. <laughs> yeah, he but went you, to you Seattle. Seattle, this, man, right? Seattle paid him a lot of money before Russell Wilson came along, I think. 
uh, to play there, and he collected I, that money. I, I think Russ took his job, if I'm not mistaken. That might have been his rookie year. I yeah, I don't. I think that was Russ's job to begin. I I knew how good Russ well, was. It, I, I mean, had, it was. I had of seen. Course, but I had you know seen him I mean. play uh, at Wisconsin live in person, and you just went, yeah, okay, that's like I couldn't believe he wasn't a top ten pick. Uh, so that was that was insane. But you you know the Packers are going to win this game, right? I hope so, brother. Now who's being a Debbie Downer about their team? You shit on me every week like I'm fucking Eeyore from Winnie the fucking Pooh. Not realizing I'm I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know. Oh, Christopher Robbins. (laughs) <laughs> tell that Ooh, fu- I've never heard that one before Tell that fucking bear to put on some goddamn pants <laughs> Alright, let's keep moving along Sunday night, Chiefs at the Raiders Talk about uh, another team that's having a lot of shit to deal with In the Oakland Raiders, or the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, I should say I, that, I, I'm still waiting for the Chiefs to come along and, and, and you know, look like the Chiefs offensively and get some of them big plays. So I'll, the Chiefs are favored on the road here. I, I'll take the Chiefs to go in there and 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 beat the uh, Derek Carr led Raiders. You kind of have to take the Chiefs, right? I mean, if if the Raiders weren't having the season from hell, I might take them. It's a divisional game. They beat them once before, but everything going on with that team, man, I it, you can't, you you can't bet any money on this team right now you can't you just can't and it's still Mahomes I'm I'm like you man I'm waiting for him to come around I think that yeah I'm still waiting for him to come around and I, I think by the end of the season they will but they looked horrible last week Jesus Christ well I mean is y'all defense that good or did they just look that bad yes no no and okay. yes no yes and no no and yes yes no no yes no yes um our defense is getting better. Our defense is top half of the league, maybe top 12. I think they play better against different schemes. But I think, like we said, a lot of pundits have pointed out that the, the Kansas City Chiefs are not getting the plays down the field at any clip of regularity like they used to. And if you're a team mm-hmm. that can't run the fucking ball consistently or basically at all, then what, what, you know, I, I feel like Andy Reid is almost running into, and I think I've said this before, what Mike McCarthy did after they went to the Super Bowl and then had the 15-1 season and we're just juggernauts, right? Uh, people start to figure it out. You you have mm-hmm. to be ever-evolving in this game, and, and that's just the way it is. Offensively, defensively, scheme-wise, formation-wise, accountability for for you know blocking or 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 defensive lanes you have to be changing it up constantly this league is so advanced and crazy to me it's the only league that deserves to have 32 teams and it's awesome because it was 16 games now it's 17 make me puke but yeah yeah but this team this chiefs team they kind of remind me of the big 3 with Miami the LeBron Wade Bosch because you you knew once the odometers and the mileage started to add up on those players eventually you were going to need some of those younger guys to develop and kind of step up and fill in the blanks like the Norris Coles and the Mario Chalmers and I feel like that's what's happening here with the Chiefs because those receivers that they have outside of Tyreek Hill and my man Kelsey they couldn't catch a cold in the wintertime with snow boots on. 
yeah, like boots Marcus, made of snow, not snow boots. Marcus Robinson and Mecole Hardman are really nothing to, to write home about. Um, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even though he had a quick start for a few games last year, hasn't proven to be anywhere near Kareem Hunt or even Damian Williams from, from the Super Bowl season. So it, it's just one of those things where they talk about weapons and all this and that, but Mahomes' only weapons right now are Kelsey and yeah. Hill. And he doesn't have nearly the offensive line he did back when they won won, won the Super Bowl. And Kelsey's not even getting open like he used to. Well, this year. he's pressing, but I mean, when you don't, when you figure it out, you don't have to worry about the run game. You can you can spare a linebacker to chip and cover with the safety as well. You know, so there's things that are happening to that team. Like I said, I, I just think they failed to evolve as an offense, unfortunately. But they, like you said, they still have those weapons. So. We'll see what happens Monday night football. Those Los Angeles Rams that we were talking about before underachieving last week, heading to a San Francisco 49ers team who had a big win last week. No, they didn't. They lost to Arizona. No, they were all oh, the week before they beat the Bears. Yeah. That's right. My bad. Yeah. Man, my shit's all off right now. <laughs> no worries. Are, are we, are we finally, you know, I've been, I've been on that soapbox that Kyle Shanahan ain't shit for the longest time now. Are we finally no, ready to admit it? He's a, he's a we, good. He's a what? top. He's a top. He's at at the least. Just so we don't have to argue, he's a top ten NFL coach. Bro, he doesn't even have a five hundred winning percentage, and that includes the Super Bowl <sighs> year, sir. He well, went to a Super Bowl and still doesn't have a five hundred winning percentage. I, I'd like to see the guy with a healthy team and make a decision at quarterback. So we'll see. Maybe it's been their best interest to have a bad year so that Trey Lance can play at the end here and they can trade Jimmy G. I don't know. I got the Rams this week. I, I need you to talk about it for about 90 seconds. Well, of course the Rams are going to win this week. I've been out on the San Francisco 49ers all season. So why in the bloody hell come week 10 when I've been proven right about Kyle? I know what you say, Tuddy. The team's been banged up. But how long are we going to have that excuse? That's just like we've been talking about Kanye West's mother, rest her soul, been dead, what, 10, 15 years, and we're still excusing some of his illness and ill behavior on the fact that his mother passed. Eventually, you got to adjust, adapt, and maneuver. Kyle Shanahan has not been able to prove that. He got in the game because of nepotism, because his old leathery-faced-ass father got two Super Bowls on the back of John Elway and Terrell Davis, and everybody thought, oh, this is the next golden boy. I saw him as the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. I saw him as the offensive coordinator in Atlanta. I've seen him as the head coach, the head cheese, the head crack in charge in San Francisco, and guess what? He's let the cheese falling off the cracker everywhere he's went. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the fucking room. He outsmarts himself sometimes out there on the field trying to get too cute in his play calls. He sometimes forgets that he has a fucking running game. And I'm tired of everybody talking about this guy like he's a goddamn genius. This is the new Jeff Fisher. Remember when everybody thought Jeff Fisher was a top five, <laughs> ten coach in the league and this Bella Farmer went seven and nine every goddamn uh... year? Kyle Shanahan is the new Jeff Fisher, man. And Jeff Fisher got closer to a Super Bowl than Shanahan was. Jeff Fisher mm. got between, got from a yard from a Super Bowl. About so, four feet. No. About four feet from Kevin, a Super Bowl. Kevin so, Dyson. yes, I'm taking the Rams. They're going to bounce back. I don't even think it's going to be close. If it's close, it's because it's a division game. But take the Rams, man. Take the Rams if you know what's good for you. Like I said, I like the Rams here, but I would suggest taking the 49ers. I think this is a trap game. Rams are due to lose two at home. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan should be an interesting matchup. Division 
rivalry. Monday night game. Anything can happen. That's where I'm at, Chris. I'm sorry. Deal with it. Not sorry. Ooh. The Rams have no home field whatsoever. I, I swear, because the Titans game was a home game, but there was way more Tennessee fans in there cheering louder than there were Ram fans. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, all right, folks, what we're going to do here is as we wrap up our NFL coverage this week, we're going to head on over to a commercial. But before we do that, I want to let you know to head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick yourself up a chair shot t-shirt. Tons of great designs. You can get it in soft style. Spend the extra five bucks. You know, it's better than getting that gift card or that tie or that. Listen. If you're looking to get dad something to, for a stocking stuffer for, for uh, St. Nick's coming up here, don't get him another bottle of Aqua Velvet. Don't get him another bottle of cologne. Get him a chair shot t-shirt. He'll love it. I guarantee it. You can get it in soft style. That's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. We're going to hit a few commercials, folks. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a ruckus event right there in the NBA. This is Three Man Weave, a part of the ChairShot Radio Network, right there on the ChairShot.com, where we encourage you to enjoy your day the ChairShot way by always using your head. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code ChairShot to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, Mr. Platt, we had some interesting interaction between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris and their brothers on social media. Not that Jokic and Morris are brothers on social media, but the Jokic brothers and the Morris brothers all had some interactions on social media. This one got pretty heated. Chris, you said you saw all of the interaction. We talked about this pre-show. We're pretty much on the same page. Tell everybody what you saw in these events and your thoughts on how big of a deal is this something or is this really just nothing because i'll tell you what you and i growing up in the 80s and 90s know that in the 80s and 90s this was not even noteworthy like at all no man somebody would punch the shit out of bill lane beer his teeth would be on the floor and then they just go back down on the other end of the court. That's the ball we grew up on. You know what I mean? Not this fake NBA fight net. Hold me back. They talk shit once about five or six of their teammates get in between them. Hold me back. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to see you out in the locker room in the parking lot. However. Listen. Let me just add, me just add to that. Listen. If you scored 
like more than once in the paint in in one quarter, your ass earned a receipt that was coming real soon the next time you came into the paint just for scoring without taunting or anything else. This used to be uh, a, a game, and the computer agrees, this used to be a game in which you had to earn your points close to the hoop. Now it's kind of set up for scoring. Yeah. And don't be under 6'5 and happen to score from the hoop. You're going to get that JBL clothesline from hell. They're going to literally clothesline your neck off your face. That doesn't even make sense, but you know what I'm talking about, Teddy, because we lived through it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. The, I miss those days, man. You should let them. I mean, basketball is competitive. It, it's sports, man. Emotions run high. Basketball is the only game that I've ever been involved in personally where I'd damn near be ready to come to blows with somebody on the court. And then after the game, we go out for beers together. Word. Like, that's just the nature of the yeah, game. We you know about what I mean? That before. Yeah. Now, as far as this, I, I talked about all those fake thugs and everything. Now, these two factions, WWE, you try to get some mainstream attention. We got Survivor Series coming up in a couple weeks, man. The Jokic brothers versus the Morris twins. Book it. Book it. Maybe the next it time one of the Paul brothers fight. Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know it know sounds I mean? like something on, uh, what is it, uh, Trilla or Skrilla or Thrilla or whatever. Yes. All of them. There'll be the Trilla, Skrilla, Thrilla in Manila, and it'll never be iller than the Morris twins versus the Jokic boys. And now let me tell you something about this. I love the, the Morris twins, man, but that was a cheap shot that you hit Jokic with. I mean, he was throwing up a, a half, not even a th three-fourths quarter shot, and you body check him. Joke is clearly just gave you a receipt. But let me tell you, brother, something out there. Every brother under the sound of my voice, man, let me give y'all some game, okay? Dudes from Eastern European. Mm. Euro European, Jesus. Jews don't, from Eastern Europe. Don't fuck with them. Especially those Eastern Europe countries. Don't fuck with them. That end in, that ends in ah. Right. This is dan more dangerous than you know, the KGB. Croatia, the KGB be, Jane, be scared of these ah, guys. The KGB be scared of these Rush dudes. Ah, don't do it. The KGB be scared. Don't do it. They done seen some shit. They done seen some shit. They will fuck around, kill your whole family, and eat them at their Thanksgiving dinner. Grind them up into little dog meat patties. Fry your mom up. Throw some provolone on top of that bitch. Eat her with a nice Chianti. All right? Don't fuck with those guys. None of the eyes. Them Eastern European eyes, don't fuck with none of them. That is not your issue. And you saw that. And, you know, that happens a lot in the league, man. They think a lot of the brothers, you know, a lot of brothers, it is what it is. They come from the inner cities, and they think they can punk these white boys. That ain't the white boy you want to try. Not only was Joker on it, his brother was on it, too. And he wasn't just selling wolf tickets on social media. Like, y'all could set that shit up. You, he'll DM you. There ain't got to be no cameras. There ain't got to be nobody around. Y'all could just catch a fair one. But I don't suggest it. I do not suggest it. We come to parties and we, we beat up motherfuckers. They must break you. <laughs> no, I like more of the I like more of the uh, like uh, you know northern Hans and Franz. Yeah, with the like the but the techno guy would like combine that with um, Night at the Roxbury kind of thing. <laughs> like I'm just saying, like I you're... like to listen to house music and then I like to beat your ass. I'm just saying, Western Europe, cool. You want to fuck with a melon farm from England, cool. France, you can whip their ass all day. 
Italy, you got that. But them Eastern European motherfuckers where it get cold and they drink like potato vodka for breakfast and that might be the only meal they have all day, don't fuck with them. Stay away from them Eastern European eyes. You do not want that issue. Trust me. It's going to get a lot realer than you think it's going to get, okay? You think a drive-by shooting something, wait until they got Grandma Murray in a beef patty. Oh, boy. All right, let's. We've had our we've had our fun today. Let's kind of wrap this up by giving our, I don't know, what do we? Uh, uh, boy, I'd have to look at the standings to tell how far we are into the NBA season, but I can definitely do that by just hitting standings and seeing a... about twelve games. So we're about uh, I don't know, twelve thirteen percent into the NBA season. What's your most and least surprising? Shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mobley is a player. I, I think you told me this, that Mobley was going to be a player. If I'm not mistaken, was it you or was it somebody else? Oh, Evan Mobley? Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You told me he was going to be a player, and he is a player. You saw Garland got the Steph Curry rub. You saw that where Steph Curry came out and put over Garland. They're a super fun team. They've been playing well. They've got a couple of good wins under their belt. They beat the Hawks. They beat another good team a few weeks ago. They might be in that playing run. Like I could see them maybe getting a nine or ten seed and being in that playing game. But either way, they're they're a fun team to watch. They're young. They're still trying to figure it out. And, and Mobley is going to be a player. So shout out to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think so far that's my biggest surprise of the season. All right. Uh, my biggest surprise is I don't think I believed in the Chicago Bulls train, but they're kicking some ass and, and, and taking some names. Yeah. Evan Mobley. I, I, I wanted to double check, but yeah, he came out of USC, right? I just seen a guy who's mm-hmm. super long and tall that could handle the basketball. So yeah, that's a, that's a good player you got there. Hopefully he makes the steps that Giannis did and builds his game. Um, where did I move on to? What were we just talking about? Your, you said your biggest surprise was the Bulls thus far, which yeah. they've been balling as well. Shout out to them. Right. We'll see how long that lasts. I mean, it's interesting. We're still not back to, like, the NBA, like, as the NBA. Like, I would, I can't wait till next season starts because you'll have a proper off season. You know, like, right now we're still running late and coming in late. Like, I, I maybe it's just me personally, like, going, okay, Lopez ain't playing for the Bucks, and Milton ain't playing for the Bucks, and Holiday was hurt, and, you know, Bucks are playing some new players. So I just think it's interesting that I don't think the start of this NBA season is going to have anything to do with the end of this NBA season. Um, my least, my, my most expected thing was the Lakers. I told you all they weren't going to win 50 games this year. I'll take that bet right now with anybody. They will not win 50 games this year. They'd have to go 44 and 27 the rest of the way. I'm going to say the Lakers are also my least surprising thing, too. While I did expect them to win 50 games, I also said that this was going to be a disaster overall. I said it gave me Lakers 04 vibes, Lakers 2010 vibes. You know, 04 when they you brought in, in the, the mailman finals, and though. Carl. You, won, you had them winning the chip, didn't you? I, no, I didn't have them winning the chip. I oh. have them in the finals because the West is Oh, you trash. got the Nets. So you got the Nets winning the chip over the Lakers. That's what you had. That's but they're, they're not going to beat Brooklyn. They're not going to beat Milwaukee. Do they're you, not going to beat Miami. Okay, but and it's going to be one of those three teams. Do you believe more in what Ray and I pick preseason now? Do you believe in Golden State? Do you feel like Golden State is the team to beat in the West? 
team to beat, not until I see what 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 Clay does when he gets back. If if they can get like seventy five percent of Clay Thompson, yes. isn't that interesting yes. though? Like this year's, like it's almost like up until the All Star break, it, it doesn't matter, and then we reassess it then, right? Like because we know it's probably going to be Golden State for sure, regardless, because they're playing again right now well without Clay, and they're getting Clay, and Clay's just Clay could probably play right now, but they're just waiting, waiting, waiting. Lakers look old. Jokic is out of control. (laughs) (laughs) Utah's Utah. There's no Kawhi, right? So, and and, and Phoenix is there. So, I I mean, like, you almost have to reassess both conferences because the Bucs don't have all their key components right now. We don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. Embiid is out with the COVID. Jalen Brown was out with the hamstring. Miami wants to fight everybody. I don't know what to do. Oh, that Miami team—they're going to be a player. But I, I agree with you, man. We've got to got to get through the the uh, All Star break because I think there's still some moves to be made here somewhere. There's going to be some major moves here or there somewhere, whether it be a trade or a buyout For or sure. something. There's going to be some moving parts because that Lakers team—I don't think they can sustain right now how they are. It kind of reminds me of that 2017 Cavs wow. season, the last I mean, LeBron year. Where they right. they came in and they totally revamped that team in the middle of the season and they made the finals, but there, there's some moves that got to be made there. Uh, the, the the smartest thing the Lakers could do would be to trade for two young unsuspecting guys, one inside, one outside, right? Because it would just mesh oh, better. You mean They're like not... Buddy Hield, who they should have got this off season, and that's it. I think there's other people out there that are under the radar. You need to kind of go on the Billy Bean kind of side of things, like where the Bucks hit on Grayson Allen is doing really well for them with Middleton's absence early. So I just think that, you know, Carmelo's not going to be looking like 08 Mello forever, putting up whatever to win those games. Let's not forget, Russy Westbrook is still shooting right around 40% as a whole. That doesn't really help no matter how many rebounds and assists you get. That means you're missing a lot of shots and running out on that. So who is the most complete team in the NBA? Stephen A., Golden State, Greeny, Utah, uh, Richard Jefferson, Miami, and Wilbon, the Milwaukee Bucks. I just saw that as I'm watching the NBA countdown. By the way, love Greeny, Wilbon, and Stephen A. That should just be a show right there by BTW. I agree with Wilbon, man. It's got to be the champs, the most complete team in the NBA. I know y'all y'all dealing with some injury right, issues. But, I mean, but... look at, like, the, the emergence of Jordan Nawara. Uh, you bring George Hill back. I'm just worried about the inside. I, I, I can tell you right now the reason they kept Portis over Tucker is because they could sacrifice a little bit of defense at the perimeter and, and toughness as opposed to – the scoring that Bobby Portis brings when people are not in the lineup, like you can't account for that. PJ Tucker cannot score 15 to 20 a game when you need him to. Period. End of story. No. And I love PJ Tucker, man, but you're basically playing four on five if he's out there on the offensive end and just hoping that his defense can med- mitigate his lack of offense. Right. But... And he's the perfect fit when you have Giannis and Holiday and Middleton and Lopez on the floor because all four of those guys can score from anywhere on the floor. But when you don't have them all on the floor, <laughs> you need a Portis yeah. that can score inside and out. So, all right, good NBA talk. Anything else you got going on NBA-wise before we get the hell out of here? Real quick, man, let me get your thoughts on the proposed or rumored trade, Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons. Who says no? Really? 
Wow. They yeah, want to, you, you haven't heard that? Of, I don't think Boston would do that. Why would it, they do it, that? It's proposed. I'm not saying anything no. is pending. I'm just saying that that's been out there in the rumor mill. I'm, I'm not saying anything's happening. I'm just saying that's been out there because there, there's this there there's this weird groundswell that, of people that are starting to believe that Jalen Brown and Tatum can't play together, even though they're both still hella young and they've made what three conference finals in the what five to six years that they've both been in the league. Doesn't make sense to me, but Boston does need a facilitator right now. They got Marcus Smart in that role, and as much as I love Marcus Smart, that ain't his bag, you know. Man, I don't even know what to do there if That's i'm boston i I'm, i talk about it but i, I gotta say no because they're they're both I, still so young tatum and brown i don't want ben simmons in general so i mean that's that's that, where that's i'm true. at that's where i'm at right now i don't think he likes basketball well he likes the cranberry compound because we're gonna as soon as we get off this podcast i'm gonna make the bed okay, well, I, I, I was gonna wash the sheets but my goddamn more, dryer broke so i don't know how i'm gonna do that he i can he guarantee you he's couch. gonna be more interested in amber than basketball but to be honest with you who wouldn't so good for you chris <laughs> well thank you sir appreciate that she'll she'll pop for that too <laughs> But, yeah, that being said, man, yeah, we're just rounding into shape here with this NFL, or excuse me, with this NBA season. So stay tuned, man, as we get deeper and deeper in the season. Our coverage is going to get further and further in depth as well. Mr. Tunney, I've got nothing else. Um, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you, sir, and everything you got going on? Yeah, you betcha. Uh, first of all, you can find Ray Cash at It's Ray Cash, the third member here of the Three Man Weave. We will definitely catch up with him soon. Uh, check out the Bandwagon Nerds Season 3 premiere this Monday morning as you listen. Also, check out the DWI 299th Spectacular Saturday morning. Should be a lot of shenanigans. If you like wrestling trivia, you'll want to tune in there. You can find me at PC Tunny on the Twitter and Facebook. And please continue to listen to everything Chair Shot Radio Network. That's the chair, not the, it's just chair shot radio network like a chair and you take a shot and you put them together and it's chair shot radio network on all your favorite streaming platforms that's where i want you to be listening and of course at the chairshot.com you know to always use your head you heard the man real quick shout out to paul rudd for being voted people's sexiest man alive he's looked what? the exact Seriously? same for the last 30 oh, years my goodness i I'm feel not like bullshit. we have a chance I- we have a chance. Could we be co-sexiest men of the year? Could we be the sexiest men of the year? Brother, I'm I'm a headliner, man. I'm, I'm I don't play second fiddle to nobody. I don't I was share trying the spotlight. To get you, I, I was, love you. I was trying to get you in with me. I wasn't trying to get in with you. <laughs> <laughs> don't play me like that, brother. Don't play. Have we met? What the fuck did you think I was going to say? Great hey, response, though. Listen, well played. Serving volley on this show, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. But shout out to Paul Rudd. I absolutely love Paul Rudd. Uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out here at the Chair Shot, make sure we're able to keep providing that content you love day in and day out here at the Chair Shot by supporting the movement and going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Make sure you pick up an official chair shot t-shirt, please, and thank you, thank you, and please. 
For the Reverend Ray Cash, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. For the Sexiest Man Live, Paul Rudd, I'm still Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Three Man Weave. Check out Bandwagon Nerds Season 3 premiere Monday morning here on The Cheer Shot as well. Seriously, that's the best show that you're not listening to if you're not listening to it. But we'll see y'all back here next week for more Three Man Weave. We'll catch you same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, shout out Paul Rudd. Stay away from them Jokic boys. And shalom. Right. This cut goes out to all y'all that's been missing us for mad years. One love, yo. Yeah, that's right. He's got game. E.E. 1998. If man is the father, the son is the center of the earth. In the middle of the universe. Then why is this verse coming six times rehearsed? Don't freestyle much, but I write them like such. Word. Amongst the fiends controlled by the screens. What does it all mean, all this shit I'm seeing? <laughs> Human beings screaming vocal javelins. Sign of a local nigga unraveling. Uh-huh. My wandering got my ass wondering With crisis and all this crisis Hating Satan never knew what nice is Check the papers, well I bet on ISIS More than your eye can see and ears can hear Year by year all the sense disappears Nonsense perseveres, prayers laced with fear Beware, two triple O's It might feel good, good, it might sound a little something But damn the game, if it don't mean nothing What is game, who got game, where's the game in life Behind the game, behind the game got game, she got game, we got game, they got game, he got game, it might feel good, it might sound a little something, but fuck the game if it ain't saying nothing, damn, was it something I said, pretend you don't see so you turn your head, race scared of his shadow, does it matter? Listeners of the Three Man Weave podcast, this is PC Tony here for Ray Cash and Christopher Platt is with me as well, we just want to wish all the veterans a, a, a happy Veterans Day and know that we appreciate everything that all the veterans have done throughout the existence of time here. And even though times are tough in America, we, we must join together and know that our military has our back and has, does everything they can to protect our freedoms. So thank you to all the veterans. Thank you to everyone serving right now and everyone that has served this country, this great country. It is a great country, folks. Let's not judge this country on the politics. Let's judge it on the people there's a lot of great people who have served for this country. There's a lot of great people who live in this country. So be proud of it. We love America. We love the people of America, all the people of America. So let's unite and join together in thanking our veterans who protect us every single day. For Ray Cash, I'm PC Tunney. Christopher Platt, take us home, brother. Couldn't have said it better myself, Tunney. I, I really couldn't, brother. The only thing, the only addendum that I would like to add is... We send a special shout out not only to the veterans that made it back, but more importantly, the ones that didn't make it back. May your souls have peace. May your family have solace. And salute to each and every one of you that has ever donned that uniform, dead or alive. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.